If you have a Bible with you tonight, if you'd turn with us over into Luke's Gospel, chapter number 10, it's good to see several of our friends here tonight. And I count this a great privilege. You've worked all day, and you've taken this time out in your life tonight to come and worship the God of glory. You know, your pastor is such a kind man. Kindness is contagious. Attitude is so contagious, and I commend him tonight for his kindness with his spirit. I am a pastor at heart. If the people that I pastored tonight was gathered here on a Monday, I would simply say this to them. What do you need tonight? What do you really need? What do you need to hear? I'm glad the God that wrote this Bible I'm glad the Bible's not out of date tonight. I'm glad not only is it relevant, but it is still real in this day and this hour. Let's look at this simple text this evening as I feel the Lord has laid this in my heart. Luke's gospel. I just want to deal simply with those five verses tonight. I trust that you've prayed for me this evening. I too have been praying for you that God would give us in these days exactly that what we need. Luke 10, verse number 38, the Bible says, and it does matter what the Bible says. Don't let no liberal ever talk you out of that, friend. The Bible's still right. He said this, Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. She had a sister called Mary which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving, came to him and said, Lord, doest thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bitter, therefore, that she help me. Jesus answered. You know why he answered, don't you? Because he knows what to say. He answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. But one thing is needful. Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. Father, we bless you tonight. 
We thank you for the kindness of the people of God. We thank you that you sent your son to Calvary. There you died for our sins in our place. Thank you tonight that salvation is still by grace through faith. I pray now you'd let preaching be easy just a few minutes tonight. I pray you'd let us be a blessing to the people of God. Touch our hearts if it be a sinner here lost. I pray that you'd draw them by the merciful hand of God. Help us now. I'm a needy preacher tonight. I'll be grateful to you and give you the right away. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen. In this text, you'll notice there is a double-named mention. Throughout our Bible, the Lord used the double-named characters several times. You that have studied your Bible, you remember Abraham, Abraham. What a great passage in Genesis 22. Then we are familiar with Simon, Simon. Then Saul, Saul, when God saved him on the Damascus Road. Then that great trickster, Jacob, Jacob. Then you remember the little lad that grew up in the temple. God called him Samuel, Samuel. Remember with Moses by the bush, he said, Moses, Moses, got his attention. I wonder what it's going to take to get our attention tonight. If we've ever lived in a day and hour when God needs to get our attention, it is in this day and this hour. We're, we're the most blessed generation that's ever lived under the canopy of God's heaven. And tonight we see this focus on this particular Bible character named Martha. He used the phrase in verse 41, I want to preach out of that text tonight, on Martha, Martha. Now notice, first of all, in verse 38, there is a demonstrative love. A demonstrative love. In verse 38, the Bible said, it came to pass as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. There's a demonstrative love. I want to say, first of all, that Jesus comes down to Bethany and she watched him. I know a lot of people that just watches him. But she did something that really grabbed the pages of my heart. Not only did she watch him, but she wanted him. She, she wanted him to come up into her house. I'll never forget the day that Jesus come into my house. Can I tell you, when he comes into your house, he'll make a difference. He'll clean the refrigerator out. He'll clean the dresser drawer out. I mean, he'll clean the windows up in the living room. Somebody say amen. Oh, this demonstrative love. She watched him. She welcomed him. But let's get there tonight. She wanted him. She did not want Jesus to pass by her little house. You may be here tonight. 
and you've watched him, and oh, no doubt you've wanted him, but wouldn't it be a good night for you to welcome him to come up into your world where you live and where you sit and what the things that you enjoy in your life, a demonstrative love. Isn't it amazing that Jesus has not changed? He's interested in individuals tonight. A lot of people think that Jesus is just interested corporately, but that's not our Lord. He's interested in individuals so much that he knew her by name, Martha, Martha. I'm glad he knows my name tonight. There's been some times he'd say, Ken, Ken. I, I love that when he expounds and that expression to get my attention. I love Martha. A lot of boys have thrown her under the bus. I've never liked being thrown under the bus, do you? Now, Martha's a character. We find her very busy, and there's no doubt in the ministries that you and I go to church in, we need to have somebody that would do the work. I'm thankful for somebody that turned the lights on. Shake your little Baptist head up and down tonight. I'm thankful for somebody that get the work of God done, that sweep the floor up after the babies, throw all the sweet tarts and the M&M wrappers down. Thank God we got babies in the church tonight. Somebody say amen. amen. I preach at a lot of places. The kids in your youth choir, they wouldn't see that many in 10 years. You're so blessed. So I don't want to throw Martha under the bus. I want to talk about maybe from going from good to better. She finds herself very busy. I, I do not take away from the situation that we need workers around the house of God. And I commend you for having a place this nice and this comfortable. Isn't it a nice place to come to church? I think God's house ought to be the prettiest place in town. I mean, I think it ought to look the best, and I think we ought to look the best and be the best and do it for the honor and the glory of God. But I've never liked being thrown under the bus. I heard a lot of preachers love to throw Martha under the bus. I got thrown under the bus not long ago by my grandchildren. I've got a grandboy, and you're a 12, named Parker. Livy is 13, thinks she's 25. Somebody say amen. <laughs> got little old Sophie at 10 and Sailor Reese at 7. And you know they're my grandbabies. They're the prettiest babies in town. But the two little girls, they come over last March. It's still cold in Georgia. We got a pool in the back, and... So that little girl, she's just begging to go out there and go a-swimming. And I'd done put chlorine in the pool and found out, you know, the water tent was about 60 degrees. And I said, now, babies, y'all can't get in that water today. It's way too cold. And so they just kept begging and begging. They used that word that gets everything, named pop. Somebody say amen. <laughs> they said, but pop, if you just let us go. Well, my wife heard what they were doing. She looked at them grand girls, and she, she said, Young'uns, it's too cold to get in that pool. So they said, Pop. <laughs> so in the country where I live, we got a term, we use y'all. I said, Y'all, come on. <laughs> well, Mimi had an issue. She said, Listen to me. 
don't you let them babies get their hair wet. So we go out, and the little one, you know, she sticks her toe in, and man, they go in. And for long, you know what happened. They, they went under, and their little old teeth was just a chatter, and they was, they was just like this. And I said, y'all get out. Let me dry y'all. So I dried them off and got their little curly hair all dried up. And, you know, it looked like it was just filled with gel, jelly curls. Somebody say amen. In the house they come. My wife, Mimi, seen it, and she said, I told you not to get your hair wet. And Sophie threw me on the bus. She said, Pop did it. I don't like being thrown under the bus, do you? I mean, I really don't. I, I don't like being thrown under So I don't want to throw her on the bus. I want us to look at her demonstrative love tonight. Oh, she wanted him in her house. It was a great day when Jesus come in my house. I want to say secondly, not only do we see in this text a demonstrative love, she watched him, wanted him, and welcomed him, but we see a distracted life. You Bible scholars, look in verse 39. There's something that raised up in my heart studying this text. Look what the Bible says. Talking about Martha, she had a sister. I like that Bible word, means we in the family. Somebody say amen. She had a sister called Mary. Look what the Bible says. Which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Now in verse 39, we see this distracted life. As this phrase implies, there was a time that Martha also sat at Jesus' feet. She had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet. In other words, it was a time when Martha sat at Jesus' feet. I asked you something tonight. Why isn't she sitting at his feet in this text? Could I ask you something tonight? You that used to be found at Jesus' feet, what's taken you from his feet tonight? The Bible expressly says this. I love our King James Bible. It expressly says this, that Mary sat at his feet and heard his word. What a missed opportunity Martha had when Jesus come in the house to hear his word. We see this demonstrative love, but now we see a distracted life. There was a time in Martha's life where she used to sit at Jesus' feet. Distracted life. You know, it's so easy to get distracted, isn't it? You look in our text, she had a sister that also sat at Jesus' feet, heard his word. But verse 40 but Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Lord, don't you care? This distracted life. Jesus says something that I want to highlight on in preaching. Jesus answered said to her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful, and here's our phrase, and troubled about many Thing. You know something, things 
I believe, had distracted Martha from being around the feet of Jesus. Things in the house. So easy to get distracted. We get so busy, the people that I pastored for years, the Lord has blessed many of them in such a great way. But it's so easy to get distracted in this busy life. I've noticed something about serving God. If the devil can't get you to be bad, he'll make you busy. I've never pastored a generation like today that is so busy. I mean, they come in on Sunday morning. I look at them young couples grabbing them babies in. They slammed every car door getting in the church. They walk up and they sit down and they say, Whew, we made it. Man, they so busy. Boy, hadn't life gotten us so busy? So busy. We see her demonstrative love, but her distracted life. I want to say things in the house will get us distracted, and then things in our heart will get us distracted. You know, we better really guard our heart because only God can really know our heart. Isn't it amazing that when God begins to bless us, instead of our blessing taking it to him, many times it takes us from him. <clears throat> the people that the Lord has blessed that I've seen, God will begin to add to them material things. Because you know why? God loves being good to his children. We don't serve a God that wants to keep you uh, beat down and broke all the time. God wants to be good to his children. Amen. I've seen God go to blessing. They'd get these new toys. There's nothing wrong with having toys. It's only wrong when toys have us. Amen. My goodness, they've worked six days a week, but they've got to go Sunday to enjoy their toys. And now their life gets out of balance. And if we're not careful... The things of our heart will distract us and take us away from the feet of Jesus. There is a demonstrative love. She wanted him in her house. There is a distracted life, but thou look where it always takes us in verse 40. We find a disgruntled labor. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bitter therefore that she helped me. Disgruntled labor. She, she's found herself getting her job ahead of Jesus. You see, we get things backwards a lot of times. It's got to be Jesus first, but she put her job ahead of Jesus. She put her work in front of her worship. You know, it takes us all together, united, uh, a united effort to have what we have here tonight. But we must realize this, the feet of Jesus is the most important thing. I notice in this distracted life that she knew where to take her problem to, but 
she made a mistake when she told the Lord how to handle it. A lot of times we know that the Lord can handle it, and I find myself, now, Lord, you do it this way, and you do it with them, and you do it over here and that way. Oh, my goodness, I know where to come to, but do I know how to ask? See, she's blaming her sister. She, she, she tickled me. She's blaming her sister. She, she had a little attitude that folks have on the Alabama line especially in churches. She run the Lord and said, Now listen, Lord, don't you care that I'm in here doing all this by myself? I, I wish you'd straighten my sister out. Lord, I got an issue with my sister. You know why I said Martha, Martha, don't you? Because there's a lot of Martha there. There's a whole lot of Martha there. I found out there's a whole lot of kin in here, honey. I cannot rely on this flesh. I must crucify this flesh every day. Hey, hey, we need the preaching of the Word of God. We need to be filled with the Holy Ghost and get at the feet of Christ. He can fix it all tonight. Martha, Martha. I like the way the Lord answered. He sort of said, hun, hun. I'm not going to answer your prayer the way you've told me to, but I am going to answer your prayer. And this is how I'm going to answer it. I'm going to give you truth. Can I tell you, truth is going to stand when the world is a-burning. Look at what we see, fourthly, not only this disgruntled labor, but now we see this devoted Lord in verse 41. Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful. Listen to me tonight in closing. It's not that Jesus didn't enjoy her cooking, but he'd much rather have her company. It's not that he didn't like Martha's cooking. Reminds me, Brother Tim, at dinner on the ground, where I pastor them ladies love to make them banana puddings. Some of y'all know about them say-release stuff and the frozen aisle down at Kroger and Walmart. With them old-timey country women, they can make them banana pudding. Somebody say to me, you got to have a glass to drink their banana pudding. <laughs> it's not that the cooking was bad. Jesus just wanted her company. wonder how many times in our life We've been so distracted in our labors and job and blessings. And it's taken us from his feet. I told you earlier about Sophie. There's nothing like being at the feet of Jesus. You'll notice in this text, he, 
He told Martha something that I really want to magnify tonight in closing. He said, she has chosen. It's a choice. It's a choice. Church, we have a choice. Are we going to get so busy or are we going to spend time with Jesus? Are we going to get so busy at home raising these babies and forget about the main process? Being at the feet of Jesus. I remember one morning, Sophie was just a little girl. My daughter dropped her off for us to stay. And those days, I had an old pine board study. I have a chair in there that I pray as my prayer altar. And I was in there praying one morning at the feet of Jesus and I heard them pine boards go to pop, and I, I knew something had come in the room. I kept praying, and when I looked up, there was that little girl over me with her hand held out. I'm so glad that my grandbaby caught me praying. Any of your children ever caught you praying? Tim, if we could have a piano player tonight, I'd like to close with this thought, if it's okay, Pastor. The piano player could come tonight. You know, just on this Monday night, I just really felt compelled to go this direction, and I, I want you to see this right here. And I never want you to forget this. Look what Jesus said in verse 42. Not only do we see our devoted Lord, but we see a declared lesson. It's so important. He said, Martha, you're careful and troubled about many things, but one thing's needful. Mary had chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. I read the story one time. There was two men in a wood thicket. They were chopping wood all day. One man was very aggressive. He is a lot like Martha. He very goal-driven. Every time he looked, about every hour, that one fellow beside of him over there was sat down. He got frustrated. Dinner time come. The old guy just kept on working. He looked, and there sat the other feller. It got about dark. He looked over at the fella that he'd always seen sort of stopping, and his pile was bigger than his. He said, I declare. He walked over to him, and he said, You know, I've been watching you all day. I've never stopped doing what I started doing all day. Every time I looked, you had stopped. And now I look at your stack and I look at my stack. Your stack is nearly twice of mine. I'll never forget what the old fella said. He said, you're right. 
But I stopped often to sharpen my axe. Pastors, I love you tonight. I love God's people. How often we get so busy. We didn't really mean to, but we just didn't make the choice to get at his feet. Mom and Daddy, are you troubled about a lot of things? You know, you don't have to look around far to get real troubled in this hour. I don't belittle your trouble, for I have plenty of trouble. But I've noticed this, that Jesus is the trouble solver. There's nothing I can't talk to him about. As good of friends I've got here tonight, I can't tell you everything, but I can tell him everything. I mean, I can tell him everything. You remember when Adam sinned? Come walking through the cool of the day, and he said, Adam, where art thou? It's not that the Lord didn't know. He just wanted Adam to talk to him. He wasn't wanting to kick him, be mean to him. He just wants us to be honest to him. Come with an open heart. Lay them at Jesus' feet. Because let me tell you, there's a place at his feet. There's a lot of folks I couldn't get into tonight. Because they're so busy. But not our great Lord. There's room at his feet. There's resources that is a you may be surprised what he'd do for you on a Monday night. Our sister plays. Our altar's open on a Monday. I wonder, is there anything that you'd like to bring to his feet tonight? Maybe you just want to come tell him that you love him. <laughs>